It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Colleen. We're two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. Welcome to Tangential Inspiration. Hello. So I had told Colleen that with it being the new year, I was going to talk a little bit about Kaizen and small steps to make progress, and then... Um, and then she lied. Icky guy. <laughs> yes, I did, I did lie about finding your purpose. But I was going to work it all in with this book by Arnold Schwarzenegger on being useful and, you know, finding your why and whatnot. But there was just too much in the book, so I'll have to do the other stuff later. So I did kind of do a bait and switch with Colleen. So I'm going to be talking a lot about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his seven tips on being useful to make a difference in the world. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay. I'm going to be talking a little bit about resolutions or maybe (laughs) anti-resolutions. Actually, I liked the word better that I'm going to talk about that somebody did a quote on Instagram with, and it was more about intentions. I use intentions with I really like that better. So I think I'm just going to say intentions. Yes. I love that too. So, you know, really, for the last couple of years, I've not made resolutions. And, but that being I said... I can tell by the look on your face. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> She's scowling. <laughs> scowling. I know. I was telling my husband last night, he's like, stop scowling. I'm like, I don't know if I can. I don't know how. Anyway, that being said, there is something about like a fresh start, mm-hmm. a clean slate, a new beginning. Yeah. And I do like that. Yeah. And I too. do love the energy. Yeah around a new year. So I already actually went into, we do have a little storage room in our house and you know, don't be too impressed. (laughs) It's like unfinished, but it's awesome for like totes and luggage Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And for some reason I had this big wild hair. I was like, we have too many gift bags. Oh, I just did that too. (laughs) It might be the show, the Swedish death cleanse, the art of the Swedish death cleanse, Amy Poehler narrates, but I, yeah. I just kind of had this wild hair to go in and clean them out. I have stuff that I think I got from my children's baby shower. So 20, and they're just, they're kind of ugly now. And you're not going to use them. I'm not going to use them. They're looking old. So I kind of, I think I'm just in that fresh cleanse type thing. But you got to do it while you're in that. I do. You do. But the other problem is now (laughs) our recycling bin was already too full. From the holidays. Right. So. All of these are just in a pile now oh, no. <laughs> in our bonus room, which I don't love, but it's yes. okay. Yes. It's okay. It's still done. Yeah. So I think it's that's ready good. to go. But um, over the last two weeks on Instagram, I've just kind of been seeing what has resonated with me about intentions and in the new year. And this is one from Becky Higgins, who I'd actually talked about in one of my earlier episodes. It's just somebody I just really admire her. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Just really like her attitude about things. And she noted that the first week is actually a grace period for her. Mm. And you and I were mm-hmm. kind of talking about that too. Like a minute that. to catch her breath. Yeah. The space to pause after the holidays. Put the Christmas decorations to away to see her kids going back to school or college yeah. if that's yeah. your thing. Your state area. Yeah. After a couple weeks of loose routines. Yes. And hardly a moment alone, even though oh we're grateful. Gosh, yes, yes. I am. I was so grateful to have my 
kids home and everything Mm -hmm. like that. She knows that in order to clear her head and get really focused on her goals or intentions, and we were saying I really like that word for the new year, she says, I I kind of need actual solitude to make way for headspace. Right. And... Which I totally get. You have to have some quiet in order to even think or process anything. I also need, like, a clean house, a clean Mm -hmm. slate to kind of do that. I'm one of those people that really can't focus unless most of my housework is done. Yeah. Or else I get really... Anxiety. I should be doing laundry. I should be doing this. So... She said, if you are kicking around the thought of intentions or resolutions immediately, she said, we will cheer you on. If you are feeling inundated by all the energy or the ambition that seems to come from every angle right now, maybe a little grace period is what you need. I love that because for people that celebrate, you know, stayed up until midnight, right, on the 31st, it's really hard to wake up raring to go. Yeah. Especially our age. Like I... (laughs) I used to be able to stay up till midnight. Easy. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Midnight wasn't that late, really. Yeah, I know. And she said, maybe a little grace period is what you need. A few days, a couple weeks, whatever, embrace it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, even if you have these intentions, that one week... That's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. So I just really liked that thought Mm -hmm. of, it's okay to get your house back in order. Um, It was just funny because I was just... Before I even saw this, I said to my husband the other night, I was like, I have got to sit down on Monday and get back to our menu and our regular grocery shopping schedule because I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what I was making for dinner. (laughs) And, you know, for other people, that's fine if that's not your priority and you don't care. But for me, that's just one of the things that I like to have. What's funny with you saying that is that I'm usually that way, too. And even Mm -hmm. with us going to the beach, I usually have meals all planned out. Totally. But this time, we were more like, oh, we'll go out and eat. Right. Well, that was not a big hit. With my <laughs> oh, family. really? I know. Yeah. I guess I'm saying that it's good that you have the structure because we don't realize how much they like it. Right. Until we don't do it. Right. And I just felt off, too. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally just felt did. off. Yeah. And it's expensive, right? Yeah. And especially with food costs and everything else. I was excited, so. though, because I'm like, oh, they'll love Less for you to do. And less dishes. And kind of a little bit of a break. A treat. And not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Which was kind of funny. Now we know. Yeah, exactly. We know. Another thing that I saw was instead of resolutions, three questions to ask yourself this January. One, what do I want to keep doing? Two... What do I want to stop doing? Three, what do I want to start doing? Those are good. I know. I really enjoyed those. Those are three good questions to ask like once a month, like at the beginning of the month. Because that's what I love about intentions. You can set something new for each month. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) you know, maybe you tried some things, didn't work. Yeah. You learn from it and move on. Right. Right. One of the things that what do I want to keep doing? I was like, I work out five or six days mm-hmm. a week. That's what I want to keep I doing. I know, because my watch tells me. <laughs> my watch still tells me when Colleen exercises. <laughs> That's one thing I want to keep doing, no matter what. Telling that... me when she exercises. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no That's I just know. something that yeah. I want to keep yes, doing. That yes. is good for me, good yes. for my body. Good That's... for everybody around you. Right, Yeah. right. And it, what do I want to stop doing? One of them was like, stop being so stressed about everything. That is one thing that oh. I need to stop doing. And Easier said than done, though. I, I mean, there's still bills to pay and right. you know, things still come to up. get through. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
So I think another one thing I need to stop doing is I really like to get into bed at night and Mm -hmm. like watch TV for like two hours. (laughs) I just like being cuddled up and watching like I've been watching Everest stuff. Oh, uh uh-huh. I think I'm a little obsessed since I did that. (laughs) By the way, I still don't want to climb it. It's fine. Yeah. I still don't. (laughs) Even less now, by the way. (laughs) You're just living vicariously through all this. Yeah, it's still interesting to me. Right, right, right. Um, And then what do I want to start doing? Do you have anything you want to start doing? I'm going to start watching a... Well, I want to keep doing exercising, too. Okay. And doing the podcast. Okay. And maybe even, like... Branching out, we were talking a little bit before, uh-huh. maybe doing a little bit of video or, okay. you know, just being a little wild and crazy for... <laughs> Teresa mentioned TikTok, you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced yet. I don't know. Maybe so, I should put that on my start list. 2024 <laughs> is a long time. And then second, I am. I want to quit ice cream. Oh, okay. Mm, yes. And you are really good about not eating ice cream. It well, because it makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> I'm not saying I need there's to a have reason. That problem. <laughs> and then something I want to start. I saw a thing of intentions that on her list was watch a documentary a week. Mm. So I want to start doing that. I think I already do that. <laughs> so, you want to keep re- doing that. See, I'm going to switch to, with Teresa and be like, maybe I should read a book a week. Because <laughs> I think she does that. So maybe that's what I should start doing. Well, but I, I just like really a, thought those yeah, were really I awesome. Think that, those are good. So again, just remember, what do you want to keep doing? What you want to stop doing? And what you want to start doing? Those are the three. I think those are really I thought those were good cool. to make you think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. One more thing, just six things to leave mm-hmm. in 2023. Mm-hmm. Just things to think about. Mm-hmm. Things that no longer serve you. Worrying what others think of you. I think I'm going to put that at the top of my yeah. list because that is not Arnold my would best agree. one. <laughs> Number three, anyone and anything that does not make you happy. Comparing yourself to other people. Oh, okay, big, that's big, a high big, yeah. one for me, too. That's one or two. <laughs> Stressing about things you cannot change. Yeah. Yeah. That needs to be up there, too. Yeah. The other day, uh, my husband came up, and he I was working on Friday, and he was not. And he came upstairs, and I was scrolling, and he goes, I thought you were working. <laughs> and I said, I was, but I, something came in at work, and it was something I couldn't control. And I said, instead of crying, I'm scrolling. Oh. So, you know. Sometimes that's good. I, you know, I couldn't change it. Yeah. So, so you took the time to... I was on TikTok, to... okay? <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> you were researching. Uh, sure. Researching so you could be on TikTok. Cats, okay? <laughs> and then worrying about what has happened in the past. We're going to leave that behind and, yeah. you know, anything like that. So yeah. just some food for thought. Yeah, I love all of um, those. So happy new yeah. year. Yes. Happy new year. Yes. So I am going to get to Arnold Schwarzenegger and his seven tools for life. Oh, okay. Um, but one thing that Colleen had commented on kind of triggered me when you were talking about things not being in your control. Yes. And one thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger had pointed out in his book, there was an Austrian psychologist who was also a Holocaust survivor named Viktor Frankl, and he believed, you know, that we can't control many things that happen, but we can always control how we feel, yeah. and we can tr- control what we do about it. I don't so. know if I can always control how I feel. <laughs> yes, I can. But sometimes it, I I feel like I can't control how... I mean, that that's really the the hard part, right? Yeah. 
Well, is and his thing was your attitude with it. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's that it's is a practice. It's a practice. But that's why it was it really so smart is. for you to look at the cat videos for a few minutes, right. even though you got caught by Jeb. <laughs> but still, yeah. at least it allowed you. It's a cat or a cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always choose the cats. Right. But no, that's that is that so, is um, really good, and I think it it does take practice, though. It oh, absolutely mm-hmm. does. Right, right, right. So I was planning to chat a bit about Arnold Schwarzenegger's new book called "Be Useful: Seven Tools for Life" as a short. I love that. Be useful. I do too. I like that part. That I think would be a good two words for intention for this yes. year. I like to pick one one be word. Useful. Intention. Last year it was habit. Okay, and I need to redo. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you need to just do that again. <laughs> My habit was, I picked up some not-so-good habits. But, so Ice his, cream. No, yeah, just exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was going to do it as a short because it's a pretty quick read. It wasn't like I was a big Arnold fan okay. to begin with. I loved him and True Lies. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, yes, too. She's so adorable. cute in that. <laughs> but I decided I just couldn't get it done in a short. Okay. So, and... I want to be clear that I'm very much team Maria Shriver. (laughs) But after reading this book and digging a little bit more into Arnold Schwarzenegger, I have to say he has inspired me to be a better person. So I appreciate that in him. And didn't he rise from nothing too? Yes. Okay. So this doesn't go a lot lot about him. I have to say. I don't either, but he did. He had nothing. He came to the United States when he was like 21 and didn't have a thing. Okay. I mean, he worked up from, he had worked in a hardware store over and had just learned how to do stuff just by doing it. Okay. So, um, yes, definitely a self-made man. But he, one thing I really admire when he starts off the book, he's, he admits how many mistakes. I mean, he's like, I've screwed up. So that right there. I'm a human being. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I, I so appreciated that because I think that's been my hang up maybe on. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. I mean, and even before we were recording and we were talking about yeah. it, we both brought up a situation yeah. that we didn't like. Yeah. It just... But we also were just like, does it make yeah. him a horrible person? Yeah. No, probably not. But well, I do it was a big screw up. It was a big screw up. You know? Yeah. And I it was unfortunate. And I, yeah, poor Maria Shriver, who just is, yeah. does so much for Alzheimer's. And I just love her. The other thing I always say about these kind of situations is, you know, the situation that he was in, not only is it bad, but it played out, you know, everybody knows. So it's yeah. not just this, yeah. like... Hey, your neighborhood might know, or your family might know. Everybody, the world knows. And how hard that must be, too. Which I did buy Catherine Schwarzenegger's book on forgiveness. Oh, So that'll be a future podcast. that sounds great. Um, I'm not sure if it's related to her dad, but I would not be surprised if there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's got to be really hard for her. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So I'm sure it is. Are they religious? Would you consider Um, their family religious? Yes. Okay, okay. So, apparently, the saying, be useful, came from his dad, Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad, who was a very hard worker. Um, He didn't really go a lot into his dad, because I think um, he's covered their relationship and his upbringing in in previous books. Okay. But he did make it clear that his father had a problem with alcohol and would, at times, hit them. Mm. Never acceptable. And, thankfully, he didn't follow in his father's footsteps. But I like that he learned what he needed to from his father, and he left it at that. 
So he didn't sit there and bash his father and say how horrible he was and make all these excuses. It just was what it was. And he moved on. Also, I like, let's take the good stuff. Yeah. Here's yeah. some good stuff that I learned from yeah, him. Exactly. We all should leave an impact on the world. Right. And this book not only reminds us of that, but it also gives us some tips and guidelines. So the first one was have a clear vision. For Arnold, that was coming to America when he was a little boy. Mm, okay. You know, he, he already knew he wanted to come to America for the American dream and to work hard and be successful. And he never lost that vision. Hmm. Um, later, his vision would become bodybuilding. Okay. Which we know he right. of course. sell that. Right. And having that vision and being able to track progress is part of what has made him so successful. I'm not talking like a vision board or, you know, right. manifesting or anything. He did the work, but just knowing what he, you know, being very clear with what he wanted. Um, he's used it his entire life, and it's definitely helped him recover, helped him in everything. But he had um, heart surgery. Well, twice he's had heart surgery. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't think I knew that. And then one time, well, yeah. So he was going into the hospital where Bill Paxton had a similar surgery. Okay. And Bill Paxton unfortunately passed. Okay. When he when Arnold went in for this, if you don't know who Bill Paxton is, he's an actor. Yes. So and you would probably recognize him if you saw him. He was in um, Aliens. Hmm. What's the other one that he was in with Helen Hunt? Uh, Twister. Oh yes, I loved him in Twister. Big Love. Oh. Um, yeah, um, I know. I love Twister too. He was in so. True Lies. Is he in True Lies? Yeah, he okay. was the car salesman. Okay, I don't remember that. Oh my but... gosh, got to watch that movie again. Yeah, forgot it's been about a long that. Time. But anyway, you would um, recognize him if you yeah. saw him. You really would. He's been he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So Arnold went in for some sort of heart surgery, and there had been some type of mistake, and they had pierced something. I don't know what the whole thing was. And Scary. people had asked him, "Are going to sue the surgeon?" And he's like, "Why?" You know, mm-hmm. they were doing the best they could, and I'm still alive, and I, I really respected that, too, because right. he's like, mistakes happen. When he was recovering from that, he they had certain stipulations, you know, with being able to leave the hospital that you mm-hmm. have to meet before sure. you, you sure. can go. So he had the nurse erase everything on the whiteboard, and up there he had her write breathing and walking. So every time he did one of those exercises, right. he would do a check mark. So he got to add that mark, and it just kept getting him closer right. to being So he just wanted to start with the basics is basically what it yeah. sounds like. That's I mean, that's what, what he had to start with. Right. Because right. his goal was to get out of the hospital. The only way he could get out of the hospital was using the bathroom, walking, right. and um, breathing. Breathing without the ventilator without, or, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So even though it was painful and hard work, it mm-hmm. helped him focus mm-hmm. during a tough time. He also reminds us to ignore the naysayers. So when you have that vision, when you know what you want, when you know what you're really going after, um, when you have those dreams, goals, or even ideas, there will always be people. This goes to your list, that there will mm-hmm. be people that are are judging us or sure. saying things. And we shouldn't worry about them. Right. So, Although I did read a quote on the flip side that... There is always people also saying nice things about oh, you, Oh, absolutely. And I love I that I think there quote are more too. of that. Right. I think there are more people saying right. good things. So yeah. I always yeah. am like... Yeah. Absolutely. You know, ignore the naysayers yeah. and listen to the yeah. people exactly. saying nice things about you, exactly. right? <laughs> um, but there are days where it's it's hard to do that. So he just reminded you to, you know, 
ignore the naysayers, Mm -hmm. expect that it's going to happen, ignore when it does, and just keep your focus on your vision. Mm -hmm. Um, Second one, never think small, which obviously Arnold doesn't think small about anything. Just look at the guy. But he wanted to be an action star. I mean, he wanted to be an action hero. He wanted his name up in the lights and all that. He wasn't content just doing bit pieces and... He knew he wanted more, even if it would take him longer to get there. Mm-hmm. He could be patient and do the work instead of compromising. He would be getting these job offers to be like the Nazi soldier. Yeah. Or, you know, things that he, he didn't just want to be, you know, the guy that they all forget. Right. He wanted to be someone. So um, it didn't mean that he wouldn't do smaller parts. Mm-hmm. It just meant that he, he didn't want that to be his main thing. Right. Um, he played in an episode with my hero, Lucille Ball. Oh, okay. I kid you not. Okay. He was her Italian masseuse. (laughs) I had never seen the show, but I read it and then I had to YouTube it. And, um, it's no, the guy's arms, like he is freaky big in that. And did you um, remember the episode when you saw it? It wasn't, I love Lucy. She was normal. And it was like goodbye, and uh, I can't even remember the name oh, of the show. It was okay. not the Lucy show, but oh. it was Lucille Ball, and she was playing someone named Norma. Um, but anyway, <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, as her masseuse. Yes, yes, that's so funny. Italian masseuse. Italian yes. masseuse. Because <laughs> apparently, every Italian male knows how to give a massage. That's oh, good to know. Said. Okay. So, number three, work your booty off. Now he didn't say booty. Oh, okay, <laughs> but. When he came to America, he, you know, turned big into the gym scene, and that's no surprise. He wanted to be Mr. Olympia, which meant he had to work his booty off. Before all the sponsors and the movie contracts, he started a bricklaying business. Okay. He thought it was a great way to get some... That's hard work. Yeah, exactly. He thought it was a great way to get some lifting in, Mm -hmm. you know, functional training, Mm -hmm. although they didn't call it that back in the day. It's a physical job. Yes. Mm-hmm. And earned right. some money. Right. He earned enough money to buy an apartment complex. I'm assuming a smaller one, but still. So he'd have a place to live and he could have income while he was learning the necessary skills he needed to learn to be more than just a bit actor. Right. So, you know, it's that vision. Right. I just thought it was, I like that he was willing to do the work. Right. And the next one was sell, sell, sell. Hmm. Not huge on Sally because that's not really my comfort (laughs) zone, that's for sure. No, but I guess when Arnold was elected to be governor of California, he ran his campaign on blowing up the status quo and fighting special interests. Mm. So when three of his four measures lost, he was disappointed, to say the least. He didn't make excuses or play the blame game. He took full responsibility and said... The buck stops here with with me. I feel like I remember that. Okay. Moving forward, he decided to figure out the things that they could work on together, the things that were important to both sides. Right. And then he just sold it. He passed Assembly Bill 32, a landmark environmental bill to reduce greenhouse gases by 25% by 2020. They also passed Senate Bill 1, um, also called Million Solar Roofs Initiative. Hmm. It was the most ambitious solar energy bill they had seen. He also worked on not just talking about infrastructure, but kind of explaining it Hmm. so that they knew that 
it was to improve the roads that they were driving on and, right. you know, highways and classrooms for kids and things that were important to to everyone, to both sides. That's really interesting because sometimes you're right. If you say infrastructure, yeah, I, yeah. somebody might, it, that doesn't seem personal. No, I think is the is, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's not personal. No. You have to make it personal. Yeah. Which he did. Right. His next tip was shift gears. So Arnold was like the rest of us when COVID hit. He was frustrated beyond belief and he even noted that the incompetence drove him nuts mm-hmm. uh, with the hospitals being full, not having enough beds mm-hmm. and, and just with how it was, was playing out. But instead mm-hmm. of complaining, he got on the phone, he called this, I can't remember what the company was, but it was a Chinese company that could ship mass masks over here and get them there and he also helped orchestrate something with hospital beds i can't remember what it was but he wasn't complaining about it even though he was probably thinking it in his head yep we um, all had moments like that (laughs) yes i had one moment in target once (laughs) and then i moved on but i think we all had moments like that we were just like yeah right and then we all moved on and did the best we could do situation totally yeah totally so. so he wasn't complaining about it, even though he probably wanted to. Sure. Instead, he was shifting gears and trying to figure out a way to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Apparently, his childhood friends even point out that Arnold is just gifted with finding joy in everything. That's which awesome. Talk about I a good characteristic. That. Yeah. I love that. He refuses to complain unless he's prepared to do something better. Hmm. It's just something I need to practice on. Same. <laughs> he said, yeah. being positive has made a huge difference in his life and suggested that if you don't agree with that, to ask an oncologist. Because wow. they know that the, the people that have a positive outlook do better with treatment. Right. I mean, right. definitely. Right. Um, his next tip was, shut your mouth, open your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, in... 1992, we met a man named Danny Hernandez, and Danny had started Inner City Games out of Hollenbeck Youth Court in East L.A. The program was for underprivileged kids. Middle schools back then didn't have the programs that high schools had, and too many of the kids Mm -hmm. were falling through the cracks. And Arnold signed on as the Games Executive Commissioner to help expand the program to the greater L.A. area. They first off started by making it a nonprofit, and then Arnold would travel on his own dime and meet and listen to the stories of people in different states. And he noted that real personal or professional or political change involves curiosity, mm-hmm. hunger for information, which I guess is curiosity. But, sure, sure. Um, being open-minded. Right. And... Putting the knowledge to good use. So you can ask all the questions, you can listen all you want, but you have to put that knowledge to good use. And put the knowledge to good use he did. Right. Within a few years, they had nine chapters across the country, and it's and it's grown into a school-based, after-school, all-stars program. They serve nearly 100,000 kids every day. Wow. In 450 schools in 40 cities. Now, here we've always had it in the middle schools. Did you have sports in middle schools here? We had intramural sports, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just was curious if yeah. I, I wonder why that wasn't just automatically probably done. financial. There. Maybe. Money in maybe. low-income areas. I, yeah, I, maybe. Okay. I mean, I don't know. but Right, right. I mean, it all seems to boil down to money. 
Isn't that the yeah. truth? Right. So, right. Um, and the final tip was break your mirrors. And this actually comes huh. from a speech. I don't know. Isn't that bad luck? <laughs> I can be nervous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> from his former father-in-law, Sergeant Shriver, he gave a graduation speech at Yale. And besides his military service, he founded the Peace Corps, Head Start, oh, wow. Vista Volunteers, Service to America, the Job Corps, Upward Bound, as well as a number of charitable organizations for oh, underserved goodness. groups. So the guy, this is Maria Shriver's dad. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. And he, Arnold Schwarzenegger, said that, um, like when he talked about his former father-in-law, mm-hmm. he said that he was kind, brilliant, thoughtful, and he led from the heart. I mean, what wow. nice? I mean, don't you want people to say that yeah. about you? Yes. I mean, Yes. Came behind his back in a good way. Yes. So Sergeant Shriver was also chairman for the Special Olympics, (laughs) which I talked about uh, forever Mm -hmm. ago because his wife, Eunice, had founded Mm, the Special Olympics. That's right. Okay. So he said in this speech, um, I think that might have been episode 40. Don't quote me on that. Okay. It was a while ago. It's way, way back. Break your mirrors. Yes, indeed. Shatter the glass. In our society that is so self-absorbed, begin to look less at yourself and more at each other. Learn more about the effect of your neighbors. Learn more about the face of your neighbor and less about your own. When you get to be 30, 40, 50, or even 70 years old, you'll get more happiness and contentment out of counting your friends than counting your dollars. You'll have more satisfaction from having improved your neighborhood, your town, your state, your country, and your fellow human beings than you'll ever get from your muscles, your figure, your automobile, your house, or your credit rating. You'll get more from being a peacemaker than a warrior. Break the mirrors. Hmm. I like that. I do, too. I need to do an episode on him, too. I need to read something on Sarge Schreiber. Arnold went on to talk about how he experienced the helper's high. Not only had he um, served under President Bush for the Presidential Council for um, Physical Fitness and Exercise. Uh, Yes, I remember. But he also helped bring weight training to the Special Olympics. Okay. I mean, they were doing it, but um, he kind of helped make it more popular, and when they kind of brought in more of the program, they found that weightlifting actually gave the kids more confidence than almost any of the other sports they were doing. Wow. Okay. Which is awesome. Yes, it is. So the things, once again, were the tips were have a clear vision, never think small, work your booty off, sell, 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 shift gears, shut your mouth, open your mind, and break your mirrors. I love throughout this book, too, the world was his classroom. He learned in life. Okay. Like I said, he was he learned how to sell by being an apprentice on the floor of a hardware store. Yep. He learned by talking and thinking, you know, learning from other people. Things that he claimed that he learned at the gym. He said the gym was both his high school, his college, and his graduate school. Cute. He learned goal setting, planning, working hard, pushing through failure. For sure. Communicating. Mm-hmm. And the value of helping others. And I love that he finished with that last one. He talked about this lady named Mary Shinauda. And I did look this up. It's cute because she put on her blog that he just recently gave her a shout out in his book. (laughs) So I love um, it. She actually had dropped out in the 11th grade. So this girl now is a private chef 
um, high-performance private chef for actors, athletes, entrepreneurs, and business executives. She should come make us a meal. <laughs> or two. Sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> she has a company called EPC, which is Eat, Play, Crush. She started off in her apartment just making these um, things and putting it in a plastic thing that would heat seal from oh, the she okay. from Amazon and then right. stickers. And now it's like a huge, I mean, Arnold huge Schwarzenegger business. is talking about it. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but she started off, she just had um, all sorts of health issues. And then she found out that she was highly lactose intolerant. Okay. Gluten intolerant Ugh. and soy intolerant. Oh so the poor girl. I mean, it's wow. like, what can you eat? But yes. she, um, so she, she just delved into all of this. I mean, she researched what she could eat and she right. became big into paleo. And so that's kind of where she branched her, off. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. the, she is, Crazy successful, wow. even though she didn't, you know, take the same route as everybody. Sure. Everybody seems to think that you have to go. Right. So I right. just loved that. Um, like maybe they think you have to go to culinary school. You right. have to be a registered right. dietitian. You have to. Right. You know, instead yes. of just, I did my own research because yes. I wasn't feeling well. Right. And went from there. And she probably learned more than she would have learned in right. that because it was stuff that was interesting that she was right you know what can really, i do to help myself feel right. better right and then help others right yeah right um i love too that he talked about um he said that his friends called him force gump <laughs> because he had met every single president since lyndon johnson um he wow. met muhammad ali nelson mandela um Mikhail gorbachev the dalai lama and two popes so, um, but he said with the presidents, he wasn't like Forrest Gump because he, you know, set it up to go meet them. He didn't just run into them. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's cute. Um, the, so the, the people that I love that he talked about, he hired a woman named Susan Kennedy. She was a Democrat to be his chief of staff. And people in his party said it was like, you know, awful that he did that they were acting like he had hired a fox in the hen house oh, please so they were very concerned because she was a lesbian and he was like why does that matter and then right. the guy was like well did you know she burned her bra and he's like <laughs> so i didn't need it so <laughs> I, I love it. that response um he also talked about um i feel like you know what's so funny to me about that like I'd want to have somebody by my side who's smart and quick enough to. Th oh yeah, I guess for me, I don't know if well, I if I care what their politics is. I just want somebody yeah. smart that I can count on. I think that's when I I kind of turned the corner and was like, okay, I can be a big fan because apparently when he was governor, mm -hmm. he told them to take off the party that the person was affiliated with. Right. He just wanted the he just wanted to see you know, the stats on the person. He right. wanted to see their credentials. He didn't right. want to see their party lines. Right. And so he just picked the most qualified or what exactly. he felt Thank was the you. most I qualified and exactly. who he could count on. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is it is it ended up being like half and half. Right. Still right. by choosing that way. Right. So um I, I love just, it. Yeah, I thought it was so I think that's brilliant. Perfect. Also I think I love to hear, like, I'm a devil's advocate mm -hmm. type person, even at work. Like, I want to hear what you think. Well, what about this? Mm -hmm. What about this? And and I like that. Mm -hmm. 
I want to play, I I wanna play that game a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I guess it is kind of a game. <laughs> I, want, I do. I like to hear that. Like, I like that yeah. banter. Yeah. I guess that banter. Yeah. And I like hearing other people's thoughts. Right. Not in a negative way. Right. It's a banter. It's a devil's advocate. Yeah. And I, I actually love that. Yeah. I, oh, I'll, that's I just, awesome. I, when I read that, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I do really I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. really like that. That's awesome. He talked about the uh, rock climber, Alex Honnold. The guy that did the first ever solo of El Capitan. Unless it's Everest, apparently. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so, um, this was obviously in Yosemite. And everybody thought he was insane. You know, he had this dream and they all thought he was insane and crazy. Then in 2017, he did his, you know, solo um, documentary. Okay. And he became an Oscar winner. And suddenly now everybody sees him as this inspiration. So he kind of used that guy as, you know what, follow your your passion, your dreams, because they're going to be naysayers. But you know what? If you follow your what you feel you need to be doing. You do you. They're going to come around. <laughs> yeah. The ones that, that should. Yes. Um, he talked about a guy that he spent a lot of time in this man's house because he was a friend of his son when he was growing mm-hmm. up. Freddie Gerstel, he was Jewish during World War II, but he pretended to be Catholic, and obviously he survived. I was going to say, so he could survive. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So he could live. You do what you got to do. He not only survived, but he thrived. He ended up, he was in Austria's upper house of parliament. So he he had picked this guy's, he sat in his living room and had picked his brain and um, just learned a lot from him, kind of being like a second father mm-hmm. only better father than his mm-hmm. i love that people wanted him to change his name because they thought schwarzenegger would be too much so i i guess in some of his early conan stuff his credits say arnold strong oh interesting <laughs> that's so funny it sounds uh, like a like a wwe i know, I know. f was it wwe uh, wwe yeah, wrestler yes. <laughs> arnold um, strong <laughs> Yes, I'm so glad that he convinced <laughs> them to. Me too. Um, and I guess Be James proud. Cameron didn't want him originally for Terminator. Hmm, interesting. Which was his big role, but he thought he was too big. He thought he would hmm. tower over everybody else. And it was when he met with Arnold and saw that Arnold listened and, and you know, they could talk and and kind of help each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, the real him shines yeah, through, exactly. I guess. Right? It's not just about the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And James Cameron knew he's really taking this seriously. He's mm-hmm. thinking a lot about it. And mm-hmm. he's taking, he's listening to what I say. Right. And then still working with that rather than just right. waiting for, you know, him being able to say what he wants to say. He's right. listening to me. Right. So he he's respecting that. Yeah. James Cameron as the director. Exactly. And, yep. Which that apparently was in 1984. But before Jeez. that, he had been in a documentary training film called Pumping Iron. So it was about the 1975 Mr. Olympian competition. And it had the future um, Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, right. And apparently Lou Ferrigno, Arnold had tried out for Incredible Hulk. Oh. And it's probably good that he didn't get the part right. and went to Lou Ferrigno because that was the only thing really that he ended up having. He was known for that, but... That was pretty much it. Right. So I know I've been all over the place with people that he shared, but I loved that he shared that in his book. And um, But more impressive than Arnold is a young woman named Lily Messing. In 2020, she was 16 years old. She's a student in Tucson, Arizona, and she started a group 
that would meet quarterly. And every quarter, the members would bring $25, and they okay. also would have to research an organization that needs needed some type of aid. Okay. They then would pull their money together to help, you know, these charities. Okay. Since Neat. 2020, they have donated over $25,000. That is amazing. To local kids in need, animal shelters, victims of domestic abuse, and unhoused people. I mean... I'm impressed with Arnold's work right. ethic and his desire to earn that paycheck so we can help more people. He's commented on that. that right. That's why he's doing what he's doing now because he right. wants to keep helping people, but it's expensive. Right. But this young lady is way more inspiring. Right. We don't have to be rich or talented to make ourselves useful. Right. I mean, she demonstrated that. To meet quarterly, right. $25, $100 in a year. Right. And they've made such a difference. Right. That's so easy. That's awesome. Like we need to do that here. You know, we did that um, this Christmas. Did I tell you about that? So we used to just rotate families. Mm-hmm. And this Christmas we decided uh, for my side of the family that we were going to draw names. And whoever we drew, that person was going to choose a charity that we all. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Donated yeah. to. So we actually drew my parents. They live in Idaho. And we all donated to the charity that they chose. This year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's a humanitarian place in Idaho. Oh. That helps I out unhoused people. That. Yes. Um, you know, I think my sister in law bought we we just sent some money because we mm-hmm. don't live in Idaho, but my sister in law did send over, I think, some diapers and wipes mm-hmm. and I guess they put out there what they need or what they but um well, it was just a cool idea too that it can make a difference. Huge so, difference. Yeah. And not to keep going back to Arnold, yeah. but when he was governor and all of those fires in oh, California, yeah. yeah. He was blown away at just simple things like um so they were having to evacuate and mm-hmm. he came to one um i can't it was some um like fairground or something there was one male nurse i wish i remembered his name that he had been in the military and he was taking care of oh it was all of these people from a nursing home wow. so they needed like some of them needed dialysis sure so arnold gets out there and he's like making phone calls because he's got to get doctors you know people for they need their meds right they need their meds. And then um, he was like, people need water. People need diapers. Right. Dog poop bags. Right. He's like, you don't even think about stuff like no. this until no. you're in a situation. Right. But, right. yeah, so when you say diapers, you just don't even think about no. that. But places really need them. Right. Really need them. Right. Right. So, like I said, we don't have to be rich or talented to make no. ourselves useful. We no. just have to be open and willing to put ourselves out there. Right. Right. And I... Starting this, I never would have thought that I'd learned so much from the Terminator. Right. right. Now, what's the name of his book? <laughs> but I'm so glad that I didn't miss out. It's called Be Useful, okay. Seven Tools for Life. And like I said, it's maybe 200 pages, <gasps> and it's okay. pretty big font, so you can get through it nice. really quick. Okay. And he goes a lot more in-depth into all of this, but I just love, you know, they're simple. Yes. And obviously, they worked for him, and I think they're very... Doable. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to... Maybe tattoo them. Right. Not and really, I think but. broad, where yes. you can, yes. how can I use this in my own life? Yes. How absolutely. can I make this work in my own yes. daily? Well, and that's his thing is that everybody has different gifts. Right. So what I do is totally different than what he does or what you're going to do. Or, sure. um, you know, like that girl just starting a group that right. just researched and brought money. Right. Easy. Right. Right. But making a difference. Exactly. So, um, 
And rather than doing a finishing quote, um, Colleen had, it's just so funny that she had this all pulled up and ready to go because, um, like I said, I was going to do Kaizen and Yeah, remember, guy. she didn't tell me what she was doing today. Um, so this was meant to be, this, this quote. I just be. love it. Okay, so I think this was a tweet that somebody had tweeted to, it says Governor Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. so at the time. And this tweet says... I know this is pandering, but I've been depressed for months and haven't hit the gym during that time. Mr. Schwarzenegger, can you please tell me to get off my lazy booty (laughs) and hit the gym? I swear to everything I hold dear that I will snap out of it and go. Governor Schwarzenegger responds, I'm not going to be that hard on you. Please don't be that hard on yourself. We all go through challenges. We all go through failure. Sometimes life is a workout, but the key thing is you get up. Just move a little, roll out of bed and do some push-ups or go for a walk. Just do something, one step at a time. I hope you feel better and get back to the gym, but don't beat yourself up because that's just useless talk. It doesn't get you closer to the gym and don't be afraid to ask for help. Good luck. I love that. Me too. I saved it for a reason. 